the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTBN, Pinellas Park. Up next is Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries. But someone may say, you know what, Steve, I don't struggle with doubts about my salvation. I just believe it. But I still don't have peace in my heart because I seem to get so stressed out about worry, about fears, about life in general. I worry about my children, about my grandchildren. I worry about my health. I worry about my family's health. I worry about finances, about crime these days, about traveling, about, about terrorism. I don't even want to watch the news anymore. You name it, I worry about it. I know I'm at peace with God, but I don't seem to have much peace in my heart, and I seem to be defeated because of this most of the time. Do you worry? Anyone is going to occasionally fret about something for a while, but I know people who make a career out of worrying. Someone once said it must work because nothing they worried about ever happened, but worry is an easy way for Satan to render us useless for God's kingdom. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 15, Paul said we are to wear on our feet the gospel of peace. The combination of the peace of God and the peace with God will give us the traction we need to resist the devil. Hello and welcome to Verse by Verse. Pastor teacher Steve Kreloff is leading us in a series of lessons about the armor of God from Ephesians chapter 6. Pastor Steve has been serving for more than 26 years at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Now we at Verse by Verse Ministries make his messages available to you through this fine radio station. Homer, the famous Greek author, wrote about a warrior named Achilles. According to a later legend about him, his mother dipped him in the river Styx, making him invulnerable everywhere except the part she held him by, the heel. That part did not get wet, and so it was unprotected. Of course, the legend went on to tell of his death from an arrow to that unprotected heel. If you are a Christ follower, you are a warrior too. God has given us a complete suit of armor to protect us from our adversary, the devil. We need to make sure we wear all of it. Now here is Pastor Steve with the middle part of a three-part message, the Gospel of Peace. Paul writes, put on the full armor of God, and the emphasis there is not partly. It's completely covered, or you'll be vulnerable. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm. And notice this against the schemes of the devil. Remember when we went, when we went over this, I reminded you that Satan has a strategy. He has methods. In fact, we get our English word method from this, this word, which is translated schemes. He has tactics. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your strengths. And he will tailor-made make a, a strategy against you. He has many schemes of attack. Many schemes of attack. But one of his more popular approaches is to rob us of peace. Right? He does. That's been my experience. 
I think it's been your experience. He tries to take away our peace by promoting doubts, fears, worries, conflicts with people, all kinds of problems. You know, it's not by coincidence that when Peter mentions in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, when he refers to, to uh, casting all of your anxiety upon the Lord because he cares for you, right after that, he follows it by telling us that Satan, like a roaring lion, seeking, seeks whom he might devour. Peter puts anxiety and Satan together because one of the devil's main tactics is to attack believers who are anxious and who are troubled for the purpose of robbing them of peace, the peace that God has provided in the gospel. You see, a worrisome, troubled believer is an unstable, unsteady Christian. They just always seem to be up and down in their spiritual walk, fretting about this, fretting about that, and they're, they're unstable. They're good one day, they're not good another day. And this is why Paul tells us that the way to be steady, the way to be strong, the way to be unwavering and not defeated, even in the midst of devilish attacks, is to experience God's peace. That peace that he's provided in the gospel. Folks, if you want to be the kind of believer who is not on an emotional roller coaster, but is stable, secure in your relationship with Christ, then you need to learn to appropriate and experience God's peace. And therefore, we need to understand what Paul is referring to by understanding the two primary aspects of peace that will build stability in your life and in my life. First of all, the scriptures speak of peace with God. Let's look at Romans chapter 5. There are two aspects of peace, and both of these build stability into our lives so that you're not up and down, so that you can take anything that Satan throws at you. In Romans chapter 5, Paul has, has really just finished explaining the glorious gospel of salvation in Christ, that it is only through, through grace alone, based on faith alone, in Christ alone. And And now he begins to address some issues, some results that that flow out of this glorious gospel message. And I want to read to you Romans 5, beginning at verse 1. I'm going to take it all the way to verse 11 because these are some of the results of this marvelous gospel and salvation. He says in verse 1, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained an introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exult in hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance proven character, and proven character hope. And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And while we, for while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for a good man someone might dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if while we were enemies, now notice this, if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also exult in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, 
through whom we have now received the reconciliation. This is one of the greatest passages in the entire word of God, especially verse 1, because it tells us that, that once we were enemies, but no longer. We're at peace with God. We've been reconciled by the blood of Christ. Through the death of Jesus, peace has been made. It's the same message of, uh, that Paul mentions in Colossians 1, beginning at verse 19. Just listen to this. For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him that is, that is in Christ. And through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. And although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds. He's saying you were formerly enemies. Yet he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. What Paul is teaching is the war is over. We were once at war with God because of our rebellion, our sinfulness, but those days are gone. Whether you feel like you're at peace with with God or not, the moment you trusted Christ, the war ended. You are at peace. The war is over. Being justified by, by faith, we are no longer his enemies. We're on the same side. God is for us. So how does the fact that we are at peace with God, make us stable and protect us from, Satan's, from Satan troubling us. Well, here's a sampling of how it works. This is not the only way, but here's a sampling. One of the main issues of instability and, and really areas of attack in a Christian's life is that he has doubts about his salvation. There are many believers who are not certain that if they died today, they'd go to heaven. They wonder about their relationship with Christ. They think they're saved. They're not, they're not sure. It kind of depends on what, what day you catch them and ask. And the reason being is that we see so much sin in our lives that there are times we begin to wonder, how can I possibly be a Christian and have those kinds of thoughts and those kinds of attitudes? I mean, the people I work with who aren't even say they don't even claim to be, they seem nicer than I do. And the devil comes along and suggests to you that you can't possibly be a real Christian because real Christians don't have those kinds of thoughts. And you begin to think you're the only one. No other person on the face of this planet who claimed to know Christ could have thoughts like yours. And real Christians, he suggests to you, they don't struggle so much with those attitudes. A real Christian would never do such a thing as you've done. And if you embrace that, and I don't, I don't mean you, you verbally hear that, but I'm talking about suggestions in your mind. That's where your mind goes. That's really quite satanic. Now, if those kinds of, of accusations and doubts are received by you, then I tell you, you will be a vacillating Christian, never stable, never secure in your relationship with Christ. One day you'll think you are a Christian. The other day, the next day you'll think you're not. You'll be very unstable. James tells us that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways, just up and down. Satan will then have defeated you. He will have defeated you because he will get you and succeed in getting you to base your salvation on your behavior, and you will be morbidly uh, introspective about yourself. He'll get you to base your salvation on your behavior rather than standing firm on the gospel message that you are at peace with God. You see, that's why the New Testament exhorts us 
to stand firm on doctrine, on sound theology, on biblical truth, not your feelings. Your feelings can deceive you, and they do deceive you. Not, not how you feel a certain day or, or even your personal experience. Your personal experience is not something you base your life on, but it's sound doctrine, sound theology, biblical truth. I love 1 Corinthians sixteen thirteen. It says this, be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. I think that verse is not as popular as it should be because in the old King James Version, it says something like, quit ye like men. And, and who talks like that? Quit ye like men. But it means act like a man, be strong. And, and do this by standing on the truths of Scripture, not your emotions. Don't be on a, a spiritual roller coaster. By knowing what you believe and by having strong biblical convictions, you will be stable. This is the same truth taught in Ephesians 4. If you go back, Ephesians 4, to verse 11, we've said this a number of times, but, but let's approach and emphasize it from a different standpoint. Ephesians 4, beginning at verse 11, speaking of Jesus giving certain men, gifted men to his church, he says, Paul writes, and he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers. Why? For the equipping of the saints. They equip believers by teaching them the word of God, he means. For, for the work of service, so that believers do their work of service they're supposed to do. And the result is to the building up of the body of Christ. We all grow when everybody is active and serving. And we continue to grow. Because he says in verse 13, it just goes on, until this growth until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the, to the fullness of Christ. The heart and goal of the ministry is to help believers to grow into um, Christ's image, the fullness of Christ. That, that process is lifelong and then ultimately it culminates in being with the Lord. But notice when this takes place, what happens as you're growing and you build your life, your life on sound doctrine, the teaching of the word of God, verse 14 says, as a result, here's what happens. As a result, we are no longer to be children. Don't, don't be immature, he says, tossed here and there by, by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. A child is very gullible. They'll tend to believe anything that you say. Paul says, be discerning. Take in the truth so that you will not be carried here and there by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, he means false teachers, by craftiness in deceitful scheming. That's that's satanic. By listening to sound doctrine taught by respected Bible teachers, you will not only grow spiritually, but the sound doctrine will protect you from being tossed here and there by every wind of doctrine that comes down the pike. Every new fad and every, every new book that's out that's very popular and on bestseller lists, And that people love, build your lives on sound doctrine, not not on faddish things that, that are here today and gone tomorrow. So if you are to be spiritually stable, then you must protect yourself from Satan's doubts, from his confusion by standing upon the truth that you are at peace with God. And no matter what he throws at you, that's okay. You don't have to listen to that. Because he'll tell you that your sins will rise up and condemn you. He's the accuser of the brethren. And he will tell you that. Look at your life. How can you claim to be a Christian? God is condemning you for your sins. How do you answer that? Being justified by faith, we have peace with God. That's how you answer it. God is not against you. 
If you're a believer in Christ, he will not condemn you. His word assures you of that. The gospel tells you that you have been forgiven in him and that that's what you stand firm on, not what you feel, but what the truth of scripture is. And that is precisely what the reformer Martin Luther had to do when he stood against 12 centuries of Roman Catholicism and their traditions. And with those now very famous words, he said, here I stand, I can do no other. We stand on the truths of Scripture. That's what builds spiritual stability into your life, and that's what protects you from Satan's craftiness. Now, another way that standing on the truth of being at peace with God protects us from Satan is that it it provides stability when you encounter any type of trial. Because let's say you don't have doubts about your salvation. You know for sure that you're, you're a Christian, but you have trials. We all do. And one of Satan's more popular and effective strategies is to tempt you to question God's love when you're experiencing those trials. How can you believe that God loves you when he lets this happen to you? How can you believe that he cares for you, that he has your best interests at heart? Yeah, sure, all things work together for good. Look at you. If he were really a loving father like like he said in the Bible, how can you believe that? then he wouldn't let you go through such pain and and anguish. He must be mad at you. He must be punishing you for something you've done. He's just getting back at you. Listen, we all flirt with doubts like that. We all flirt with those kinds of thoughts. How do you answer such a wicked charge? And it really is a wicked charge against God. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He accuses God as well. How do you answer that? You stand your ground on the truth that God is not against you. You know that because scripture says that he is at peace with you. Once he was against you, once he was your enemy, you were his enemy. But not after you accept Christ. You become his friend. You become more than a friend. You become brethren. You become his child. And he's at peace with you. He's on your side. You're on his side. He is going to help you. He is going to sustain you. He is going to strengthen you. Why is it that you can have such strength and confidence even though your life may may seem and appear to be falling apart? Because you're standing on the glorious truth that no matter how you you might feel, regardless of how things might, might appear, you know that you are at peace with God. His word assures you of that. You are his child. You are his friend. And he's not fighting you because he has brought through Christ reconciliation. I love Romans 8.31, and it so fits with what we're talking about. The Apostle Paul said, if God is for us, who is against us? God is for us. He's for you, and the blood of Christ has proven that. By his blood, he has made peace between you and God, and that's the gospel message of peace. And it makes us stable, so that you don't have to wonder when you get up. How how is it going to be today with with the Lord and me? Well, your circumstances certainly might change. It might be a horrible day that you experience, but it never changes that you have peace with God. But someone may say, you know what, Steve, I don't struggle with doubts about my salvation. I know that I'm a real believer and and I, I never question God's love for me. I just believe it, even under the most adverse of circumstances, but I still don't have peace in my heart, because I seem to get so stressed out about worry, about fears, about life in general. I worry about my children, about my grandchildren. I worry about my health. I worry about my family's health. 
I worry about finances, about crime these days, about traveling, about, about terrorism. I don't even want to watch the news anymore. You name it, I worry about it. I, I know I'm at peace with God, but I don't seem to have much peace in my heart, and I seem to be defeated because of this most of the time. Now, if that sounds like you, then you need to understand that there is a second aspect of the gospel of peace. Remember I said there are two aspects of peace. The first one is what we just looked at. Every believer has the peace of God. We're, we're all, if you've trusted Christ, we're all at peace with God. In the sense that we have the peace, uh, we have peace with God. All believers have that. But not every believer has the peace of God in his life. Not every believer has the peace of God in his life. In other words, by faith in Christ, all believers are at peace with God. That, that is a given. Whether you feel like it or not, that's truth. But not every believer experiences God's peace in his heart. The peace of God is a result of being at peace with God. But they're two, two related but two separate issues. And without experiencing God's peace in your heart, you're going to lack a firm footing in life. Firm footing certainly in your struggles with Satan. And if you lack a firm footing, then Satan's going to take advantage of you. He's going to push you around. He's going to defeat you because a worried, stressed out Christian is a defeated Christian. Easy prey for the devil. Easy prey for the devil. You're, you're overly concerned about all, all those worries. You can't stand firm. He can push you over with a feather. So how... how do we experience God's peace regardless of the pressures and stresses of life? Well, first of all, it is important to understand that the peace that the Bible talks about is not the absence of problems and trials. If you want that, you have to leave this world. It's not the absence of problems and trials. Peace is that inner tranquility, that calmness of soul, that spiritual composure in the midst of difficulties, in the midst of of problems, It's based on an understanding, it is based on the gospel of peace, that everything between you and the Lord is fine. It's fine. Everything is right. You're at peace with him. That your sin has been dealt with by Christ. There is no conflict. There is no sin issue between you and the Lord. That's peace with God, no matter how many tough issues are facing you. Now, this is precisely what Jesus was referring to in John 14 when he said, Peace I leave with you, not as the world gives do I give to you do not let your heart be troubled nor let it be fearful this peace is something that the world doesn't have and the world can't offer the best they could offer is that something good happens to you and you feel good about it that's what the world would call peace but the peace that Jesus was talking about was independent of circumstances it's not based on circumstances it secures composure even under the most trying of situations. Bad things do happen to good people. That's just a fact of living in a fallen, sin-filled world. People get hurt or sick. Everyone eventually dies, and we can't stop it. But that does not mean we can't have peace in the midst of the storms of our life. In fact, one of the marks of a mature Christian is that he or she will have peace in troubled times. This is Peter Silseth, and I would like to thank you for tuning in today to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff. Pastor Steve has been the teaching pastor since 1981 
at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. His practical expository messages make the jump from pulpit to the radio through the work of Verse by Verse Ministries, a faith ministry supported by the prayers and gifts of interested listeners who are first faithful to their own churches. Today's class was the middle of a three-part message. If you would like to hear it all at once, you can order a CD or cassette. Just call us at 727-441-1714. Leave your name and a number, and we will return your call during weekday office hours. That number again is 727-441-1714. If you would like to hear today's lesson again, please visit our website, versebyverseradio.org. We not only have today's class available, but you can find many of our previous programs on the archives page. That is versebyverseradio.org. As I said earlier, hard times are inevitable. But how do we handle trials? If you struggle with your faith from time to time, especially in the hard times, I hope you can make it a point to be here for the next class. Pastor Steve will be sharing five biblical responses to the battles of life that will give you firm footing in the midst of all kinds of satanic attacks. I hope to see you then. You've been listening to Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries. This program was pre-recorded. To learn more, including how to donate to this ministry, visit versebyverseradio.org. That's verse by We are here to give you strength between Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.